Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things. Whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, artists, programmers or researchers, it does not matter as long as you're someone who loves to build things, I'll find you and podcast you. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest who is pursuing his master's in technical communication at the RWTH Aachen University. His areas of interest include data science and machine learning, network science, scientometrics and agent-based modeling, quite some technical jargon there. Uh, he has been working at the Chair of Communication Sciences as a student assistant and has worked at Optimo where he did some stuff with data analysis which we'll talk more about uh, during the conversation. And he has also been doing a lot of other stuff which I'm not aware of uh, at this moment. His work experience includes a, a unique blend of technical skills and communication skills. I know Johannes from Toastmasters and I have witnessed his incredible speaking ability and the way he prepares his speeches, the, the way he structures his presentations is unique and interesting to say the least. The way he combines his uh, technical abilities with his communication skills is uh, worth witnessing and if you know him you'll hear him uh, speak things like my work is so fulfilling to me I enjoy my work and this is probably something that you hear only a very few people say so without any further ado let's get started so I welcome Johannes Nakayama thank you man that was quite the introduction <laughs> Quite the introduction to live so, up to. I mean, that's that's the truth. Thanks, man. <laughs> so my very first question to you would be a, a very basic one. Who is Johannes? I mean, I know you for quite some time now, but you have done so many things and you are uh, you have done so many different kinds of projects. You are into technical aspects of things and also communication aspects of, uh, of things. So how do you like to be described? Basically, are you a technical person who is into communication or are you a communication person who is also into technical? So what's your take? That's actually quite a, quite a complicated question for me. So um, I think about that last part, I, I think I came into my studies as a communication person with also a technical interest. But I think I, I switched it a little bit during my studies. I think the more I got into it, the more I realized that I'm really interested in the technical stuff as well. And um, yeah, lately, lately I've been much more interested in the technical side of things. Um, yeah, but but yeah, it's really hard to to put into words for me because I I, th I think when I started my studies, I had no technical skills whatsoever. <laughs> I was just yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So this the, the the major that I chose was kind of perfect for me because it's interdisciplinary between communication science and uh, computer science. So 
I had kind of something from both worlds and yeah, I just ran with it. <laughs> and I think over the years I have been, um, I've learned what I like about it. You know, sometimes you don't know from the, from the get go what you, what you want to do, but then when you get into something, you find your, you find your areas. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, you, you started more uh, with an emphasis on communication, but now uh, you are kind of enjoying the interdisciplinary nature of it, but also you're more into the technical aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm still, I mean, I've been doing this for a few years now, but I'm still surprised how much I enjoy the, the technical side of things because I, I really didn't go in, uh, into the, my studies with much of technical ability so I never I never thought that that would be an option for me but the, the deeper I get into the uh, into the matter the more I enjoy it so that's that's been really great over the past couple of years yeah uh, tell us about your work experiences the things that you have worked on also because that's also uh, a variety of different things that you have done so tell us about that yeah, that's maybe that's maybe a great um, summary of why it's so hard for me to to give a give a concise answer to your last question. Is um, yeah. so. I think if you want, I can run run you through all my work experience from from my teenage years, uh, which yeah, sure, includes sure. some quite untechnical. That would be that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the first job that I ever had was to deliver newspapers, <laughs> which was quite horrendous. Um, but uh, in my late teenage years, I think when I was 18-ish, I was a, a choir conductor. So <laughs> I conducted two choirs, which was quite an interesting experience, especially when you're 18 years old and everyone in the choir is like, I don't know, average, an, an average 60 years old or so. So I had to learn quite a lot <laughs> during that time to um, be confident in front of people, especially during the the practice sessions. Um, and yeah, when I when I started my studies, I um, applied for a job, which I found on a, on a board on at university, which was in a sort of a an office for social projects. And um, it was still not very technical. The work there, I did some PR work, so public relations work. Uh, and I was also, you know, just a student helper. So I was responsible for all kinds of things. I helped organize events. Um, yeah, and I wrote most of the text there. And when I when I wrote my bachelor's thesis, I really got into the topic of, of what I was doing and also the institute where I was writing my my bachelor's thesis. And I asked them if I can work there and they said, yes, of course. And since then, that was, I think, two or three years ago, um, I'm employed there at the Institute of Communication Science. Um, and at first I did this in parallel with my first job. And, but then I, I had to sort of, I had some, some job offers over the time and I all declined all of them because I was so fond of my old job at the, so office for social social projects because I had a really great team there and I, I loved the people there. And but then I got an offer that was too good to decline, <laughs> which was at uh, Optinu. You you, you uh, already talked about it in the introduction. 
and yeah there I was kind of a yeah pretty much I'm not sure if I can say like a data scientist but I had like the responsibilities of of handling the data of the company it was also a startup company so I had much more much more responsibility than you would usually have um, on a on a student job so that was really great but then yeah it's it's really stressful to have two jobs at a time so at some point yeah, yeah I just work more hours at the Institute for Communication Science now so uh, so you're working at the Institute of Communication Science as well uh, right now yeah yeah I'm still working there yeah so uh, that's the only job that you have currently or you also have uh, okay so you chose uh, out of the different uh, job opportunities that you had you you chose this one uh, as the one that you are doing currently so uh, also which one of these experiences or uh, work opportunities do you find the most interesting and you know uh, the ones that had given you the most opportunity to grow i think it's so hard to say i think for now it's definitely my current job because i have a lot of opportunities to pursue many of my interests and and um i i'm lucky enough that me and my my student assistant colleagues uh, we are also prompted to contribute ideas as well so we are not just um minions <laughs> uh, yeah. running around doing some 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 jobs uh here and there but we are also very much encouraged to um to uh, contribute ideas to the to the general process but every i i think almost every opportunity in in the jobs that i held in the in the last years were really fantastic like in optinu it was also I was responsible for mo most of what I was working because it's like I said a startup company so I I took a lot of I think I learned a, a whole lot there and yeah in the in the Stadtteilbüro this is this like um office for social projects I had many yeah I had to I had to grow more as a person <laughs> because you had to handle a lot of a lot of unusual stuff it was sort of a, a social project in a in a disadvantaged part of the city so that was really interesting too can't really say which one was the the best experience yeah because uh, all of them were you know enriching in a very different way you 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 know learned mm -hmm. a different kind of skills that uh, one of the experiences and, and at another work opportunity you growed more technically and so it, it was like a holistic experience if you combine the different kinds of uh, work experiences so yeah, uh, let's talk more about uh, your current work experience what is it that you do now at the institute of communication sciences yeah so i'm i'm part of a junior research group and um it's called a digitale mündigkeit it, it Sadly, doesn't really translate into English, but it's. I think it's digital close to communication, or no, it's more digital citizenship, okay. but not exactly. Like Mündigkeit is a. I think it's a. It's a notion that goes back to Immanuel Kant, and it means something like you're a self, or you're a responsible citizen. Something like that. It's it's not not okay. easy to say, and the, the premise of the project is to to 
research that uh, or research uh, do research in terms of digital media and society. So how do social media platforms, for example, um, impact opinion formation and something like that. And my so my I have chosen to go deeper into the network science and, and modeling aspect of that. So at first, what I was doing a lot was just data analysis. So I, I analyzed a lot of the data that we did, uh, that we gathered, and, and I also was involved in, the, in writing some, some publications there. Mm, but lately, um, I put my focus more onto sort of the yeah, network science and agent-based modeling aspect. So I think we are going to talk about agent-based modeling later as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, a simulation approach to to modeling social systems and and other systems as well. Yeah, so so this is like uh, the field that you have chosen to pursue for uh, quite some time now. The in the future, right? So uh, out of all the different variety of experiences that you have had, this is the one that you have selected and are pursuing right now. So the, is it a research? career that you have chosen right now or what exactly is it well to be honest i'm not i'm not set on that uh, yet so okay, I, okay. I, research is really really interesting to me and i would love to pursue yeah. like a career in, in science maybe um but i'm not i'm not entirely determined what i want to do i think i will i will definitely try to pursue a phd after my studies um but even then, nowadays it's not clear that when you do a PhD that you will also stay at university. So I'm I'm not, yeah, I'm not. It's not set in stone. I I don't know what I'm going to do after that. Yeah, yeah. As you spend more time uh, with with a work uh, experience or with a project, you get to know more aspects of it, and then you become more clear, clear as a result. Perhaps also, uh, if I had asked you five years or ten years before what would you be wanting to do you'd probably have no clue at all so oh yeah uh, definitely i would have given a very different answer probably yeah certainly so it, it it changes with time so but how do you think you have evolved as a person and also professionally over the past several years so over the past several years i think for the first time i have pursued something that i uh, think that i can uh, stick with so I think it, it all started with my bachelor's thesis because I had to learn the programming language R for that uh, which is also a, like a special uh, specialized language for data analysis so um, and and yeah well arguably data science and machine learning as well but it it doesn't work as well as Python but um, yeah I had to learn this language and I was really fascinated by it and it was kind of by accident because at first, I so I had the choice of doing it with SPSS and R, and okay. I really didn't like SPSS when I used it the first time, so I chose R, and from that I, I sort of I sort of ventured into data science because I obviously when you when you learn a programming language like R, you have to or you you um, yeah you get into those data sciencey uh, things right away. And I read a book at the time, which was R for Data Science by Hadley Wickham. He's like one of the, yeah, gods of the, the R's <laughs> here. 
really fascinating guy. Not not much older than me, I think, like ten years older. But he has he's done so much work that it's almost almost unbelievable that he did all that. Oh. And yeah, since then I've been yeah almost maniacally following this path. <laughs> so I I try to learn everything that I could could get my hands on. And since then have also gone into Python and Julia and and yeah. yeah. At the same time, I try to become more apt at uh, in the literature of my of the domain that we are doing research in so okay. yeah I, i'll go more into the uh, details of uh, the programming languages and you talked about spss what's that uh, it's a, a statistical software so or as yes a software to do statistics and I, I really don't like it, to be honest. I'm not <laughs> sure if I can say that it's it's a, it's a proprietary software, but um, yeah. yeah, I didn't enjoy working with it. And R is open source, so yeah, I wanted to I wanted I also wanted to support that. 